I would be oh, my own yeah. people, man. Oh, oh yeah. you did a lot of rap videos, then, Mike. I know. That did <laughs> you want to do my next video? Oh, nigga, what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a pimp, nigga. I'm What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I am your co-host, Henry Sudo, a.k.a. Triple C. And I'm Mike Tyson, baddest man on the motherfucking planet. And today we have a special guest, G. Yeezy. That is, I can't do that shit. Man, what's up <laughs> with it? Talk to us, man. Talk. Hey, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm grateful. You know, it's my first time meeting you. It's my you first know, time meeting you. Yeah, that's crazy. You, it's my first time meeting you, and you it's your first like time meeting you me. That's, look, you, know, you know, that's pretty that's interesting. That's what they've been saying, you know. So talk to me, man. How but, did you um, get started in this business? I started I started rapping about 17 years ago. Really? Uh, just, just What as, made you want to do it? I mean, growing up in the Bay, and I was just, you know, the culture I'm surrounded by, and, you know. And, uh, you know, I was just, I gravitated to hip-hop, you know, from just being surrounded by it, but... It was around the time when, um, when you know, you could actually like, you could get a cheap microphone, and 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 MySpace had just come out. You know, I'm in high school. The people I was growing up with, um, it was a group called The Pack. They had a song called Vans. Like, got my Vans on, but they look like sneakers. Got my Vans on. <laughs> oh, those sneakers yeah. they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so you know, it was it was like we were in high school and recording songs at home, making beats. You know what I mean? And uploading it to MySpace and. You know, that idea that you could, like, make music, you know, record it, release it, you know what I mean, and, and potentially get on, you know what I mean, was was all brand new. Prior to that, you would have had to be signed and get into a big studio, I remember the and, you know what I mean? They treat you like a so slave. You could just, yeah, but you could just do it at home Never now, and you could, like, kind of do it yourself. you broke. So I went to high school with them, and when that song blew up, they got signed, and it was like, it felt like one week I'm sitting next to you in class, the next week you're on MTV, you know, in BT, and it was like, damn, like, we could really do this. It was like a possibility, and I just, I never fell out of love you with gotta, it. You got a, you have a group, or you're basically solo? At the time, yeah, at the time, it was like a group thing, kind of, um, and then I, uh, I just, you know, eventually went solo, and I just, you know, I never fell out of love with it, and I, you know, just been in love with the process ever since. It didn't come, it didn't come quick, it didn't come so easy at all. how feel for you, though? It's how an exciting journey, too, right? Yeah. I mean, he, these guys, it was, yeah, it was, who was who was on the group yeah, and, in the and, beginning? I mean, it was just me and, me and my homies. Like, everybody kind of wanted to be now? a rapper. Um, <laughs> yeah, going with Nah, this. you know, some of them still, um, but I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still close with, uh, with a few of them, but... That was just, it was like a dream. It was like a, you know, but I always, I always took it really seriously. You know, I was like, something in me had this like obsessive, maniacal drive to like, no, I really like can be this. I just believed it and I, I wouldn't let anything fucking stop me. I just really fucking wanted it. And, and at the time I probably looked and sounded crazy because the music was horrible, like horrible, like trash and just learning how to like, find my voice, learn a song structure, how to count bars, how to, you know, how to really produce music. And, um, but like I always tell people, man, if it's a labor of love, it's like, if you love something inside and out, you're going to do it a lot because you love it. And if you do it a lot, you eventually get better at it. And if you get better at it, you, you improve Even your chances of getting recognized. He does it every day. Yeah. But so what, it's just what, day in and day goal? out. What's your goal about all this? What do you want to leave? What do you feel like you want to leave? Uh, I want to transcend and, 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 yeah, and be, 
you know, iconic and timeless. Want to be like Michael Jackson? I want to be like Michael Tyson. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, nah, but like, you know, I, I, I'm inspired by the use of the world. Like people that transcend their yeah, spaces a, a and, and a have your, like a lot you know of I mean? your music is based on mm. like you, you're pretty much you're he's you know he writes about his experiences. Yeah, sure. well, I think hip hop naturally is just autobiographical, you know, in its nature. It's like you're telling stories of you know from your perspective and all that. Um, but you know, I, again, like like getting back to this, I think um, you know I am inspired by. You know, people of different walks of life, different spaces, different, you know, whether it's athletes or whether it's artists. Yeah. It's all energy. There's a commonality, you know, among people who want to be great, people who take things seriously, and people who really have that drive and that push. And I see that, you know what I mean, like, the way, you know, you've had these different phases of your life and career. And, you know what I mean, the the, the space you're in right now, maybe even the best. You know something? You know, that's crazy. I always noticed this. Well, I don't know if I noticed this, but um, I always lived by this theory. Um, I've met a lot of great men, mm-hmm. but not many of the great men I met were good men. Yeah. So I tried hard in my life to try to be a good man. I'm not yeah. saying I am, but that's my goal in life to try to be a good man. You strike also me as a good man. Well, I try to be hard. Haven't just met you, but honestly, I try, I try hard, really and I still like have good. I still and, have and, characteristics and, and, about myself. Of course, yeah, excuse. and there's and there's things that I I feel the same way, and it's it's a challenge, especially yeah, in, life in, is in, a challenge. in 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 but you know in any level of like limelight, spotlight, entertainment, you know you have a lot of things thrown at you, and you have to you know you carry a lot of weight, and and you know you provide for a lot of people, and you know you have a lot of things being Isn't asked. Isn't that you. something though? And, but what you just say, we mm, provide for a lot of people. Yeah. We don't feel. As if we worth it today, we can't find somebody to provide for them. Yeah. We have to be able to take care of them. Subconsciously, I might, we have to take care of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that some stuff? There's a weight, but that's, you know, that's that's what you're conditioned and built for. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It, exactly. And it, I mean, you you know, you're built different. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So right. it, there's, a, there's a higher calling and, and, you know, of course it can get challenging and exhausting at times, bro, because it's like you got a different responsibility than some. You know? How's your situation since the pandemic been going? I've been shot with Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, I I, I got my first shot, shot the Moderna. I, um, I'm getting my second one in, in like a week or two. But it's it's been a challenge because, listen, like every industry was impacted differently. Some industries, you know, did well in the pandemic. Some exactly. really get hurt. So I, I always keep my perspective of you know I'm grateful that I have like a passive income through music and streaming and shit, but. Touring, I miss being in front of people, man. It's, it's not a job to me. It's my life. It's my purpose. You know, it's performing and connecting with people and not being able to that do that. Gratitude. That gratitude keeps you yeah. in your path. Greatness. Man, I'm, I'm grateful. I was grateful for my home that I live in. I never really got to spend time in it. I lived out of a suitcase. You know, you're always traveling shows, appearances, and I have a studio in it. But it made me think about, like, kids and and you know, people in relationships that every home is not a safe home to stay inside of. You know, when they were doing mandatory lockdown and stuff like that, think about, you know, so that just, it just, I, I kept that perspective of gratitude of like, you know, considering what it's like for other people and what they're going through, you know. And just yeah, because you, you had a pretty big, uh, tough up. You know, you grew up in Oakland, right? Yeah. T- talk about a little bit about mm-hmm. your, uh, your upbringing, your childhood a little bit. Uh, bounced around a lot. My parents split when I was little. Um, and moved into my grandparents' home with my mom and brother, sharing a room. Truthfully, bro, I, I like I found myself in music. You know, that was like my 
my safe place, my like, you know, my passion, my like, you know, place to to really like feel comfortable in myself and at, you know, at peace. Like, and, and I think my mom probably supported it because it was like, at least they're inside and they're not, you know, like all my homies would come over after school and we'd be in my little room at the time, like where I had my little setup, you know, recording, trying to make work on songs. And she's like, well, at least they're not outside getting in trouble. When did you get you that know? feeling when you knew, and we all have it? Yeah, and it's not yeah. about being unhumble when you knew you were different. Yeah, I was listening. To, I was I was on the Amtrak train to go visit my dad, um, and I was listening to the Black Album, Jay Z, looking out the window, and back when you had to buy CDs, and you could only, you know, if if you had fifteen bucks, you had to pick one CD at the, you know, what I mean, at the Tower Records or whatever, and I I played that album front to back, up and down, so many times. Still my favorite whole album. But I was like, you know, and it sounds foolish, you know, because Nothing sounds foolish. But I, I just, I, I like, I heard his, <laughs> his listening to his voice. I was like, I just, I, I want to be him, like, period, him. And yeah, I'll stop at nothing. I, I, I was like, I would chase, I would chase this and nothing under it. That feeling, and 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 that like that never once that locked in me. It never unlocked, you know, and. That's that, the grit don't clip, man. Like, it was just that drive never, you know, stopped. It's the inspiration, right? It's the inspiration that Mike took it from somebody someday. Yeah. You took it from somebody someday. Yeah. yeah. It's like, speaking about that, what do you, uh, the whole thing with DMX, you had, did you? Yeah. You, you know, so DMX, man, you, you ain't, it impacted you me before? heavily. Have you met him? Yeah. I brought him out at a show in New York, I did. And um, this was four or five years ago now. Yeah. And um, I had flown my mom out for the show. I, I don't think I got to holler at him until after the concert. Uh, but my mom, after the show, told me she was walking backstage, and he was walking backstage, and they they met in the hallway, and he, like, I don't know if he would have recognized her as my mom or if she necessarily would have recognized I'm, I'm sure she recognized him as DMX, but, like, it, it, he just broke down in tears and hugged her, and they had this this like spiritual energy moment. And like he like he 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 said something that night, and it's crazy because you said something really similar on on one of your podcasts. I think it was the Bill Burr one um, about you only succeed when you can help others succeed. Yeah. Dmx said almost the same thing that night, and it stuck with me. And <clears throat> he was like. You know, my purpose is to inspire, and if I can do that, then I was here for a good reason. And you know, his his energy. My mom is is a big energy type person. I mean, she describes this one time she got to listen to the Dalai Lama speak, and she felt this like like astral projection energy from him that you know what I mean hit her. And and you literally like you have that kind of spirit in you. I could already feel it. You know what I mean? And like, and X had that. Like just this, this, this power and this presence and this purity and his energy and obviously he fought his his demons and he had his battles and he had, you know, all his struggles and you know, but he had this like this this presence of positivity and clarity that was just really like profound. Yeah, did, did, did you know him did you know him yeah. too, Mike? Did you have a good relationship with him? No, Mike? no, no. Um I met him. He, I guess they were um, they were in Phoenix one time, and he was with this. Um, he was with some little chicken. I knew her uncle. We used to, <laughs> we used to pickpocket together. Yeah. And um, they was in the same room, and they went to. 
and he um I was on cocaine, so the nigga was talking really um he was talking studious. So I thought this nigga was yeah, fucking nah, with something. Nah, he, so he's, he's, he's he, nah, yeah. yeah. So you can feel I'm yeah. on cocaine, so I look at this nigga how he rap. He's a grimy motherfucker. Yeah. So I meet him. He's talking he's, studious. He's high I'm on intellect. cocaine. Like, I'm like, I said, this nigga fucking with me. <laughs> I'm thinking he's fucking yeah, with us. Nah. This, my money. This nigga fucking with me. Why is he talking like that? Yeah. And he was very studious and articulate. He's very you articulate. Know what I mean? He was didactyl. And, and, and wise, me wise. I'm like cocaine. That fucks with me. I said, why this weird motherfucker talking like that? Nah, that's that coke paranoia. That's that coke paranoia hitting you. Come on, man. I said, why this crazy motherfucker talking like that? Nah, man. You made me yeah. guilty like I did something. Yeah, nah, nah. Mind. You were in your head. You yeah. were in your head. That's that one bump too many. Uh, I, like, nah. I like the contrast in the stories. <laughs> nah, but 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 literally, bro. And and he he was so striking for that reason of like, you know, like he was he was so articulate and. If you never met this guy, you would think this guy would be the most. Yeah. You would think he's a beast, a savage. Right. And then you start talking. Are you fucking with me, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, nah, it was not me. an act, and that's really who he was, bro, and, and, like, and I just remember just being so same way, kind of just, like, surprised, but pleasantly surprised, obviously, because it was just like, wow, this is a person So of, you would never think of, a guy like, that talk like this get in this so intelligent fucking trouble. And so, so loving and so positive. He was just, like, he kept saying, thank you, you know, thank you, I love this, like, I'm, I'm so happy to be here, man. You know, there's people out there that love everybody but themselves. Yeah, they're out there, millions of them. They don't know how to, um, like selfish people interject it to themselves. They don't know how to do that. Yeah, I mean, self love, self care, all that. You know, is it's obviously it's, it's, at a, it's at a forefront right now, and it's a conversation of mental health and all this is going on. And it is tricky though, man. And it's like, and uh, there's also a crazy dichotomy sometimes of um, highly successful people. And I, I've heard you talk about this too. It's like, um, on one hand, that self doubt and that feelings of inadequacy, and you know, I'm not good enough, or I'm afraid of ever going back to something I came from, the, of of that place. That of, inspires people. Yeah, that inspires you. And then on one hand, you could feel like yeah. all the confidence of a god, and then on the other hand, feel like yeah. I'm not shit, and my insecurities Ooh, are eating me alive. Man, the maniac with a low yeah. self worth. Right. That sounds like that sounds like yeah, a tone, Mike. Well, that's a lot of that's a lot of the most the most <laughs> successful people are that way. Yeah. You know, they think they're God, but really they have low self-worth. It's crazy. It's crazy. Why are we like, like that? I don't know. Well, I mean, if there's like, a, there's a never satisfiedness, you know. I think it comes from poverty. Yeah. Poverty. Mm. And scared of going back. Yeah. Um, and, and the has and the have nots, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, I mean, my shoes were from Goodwill and I really wanted Jordans, you know what I mean? And 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 when you get made fun of for something that you don't have or that you you know you wish you were that kid or something like that, that that places something in you of like this like constant like I'm comparing myself to something else or I'm I'm wanting to you know what I mean to to be something that I wish I had or something. That's like we're all like that. Yeah, and then, and then and then once you finally get it, that we don't have you know, and, and if your drive, if you're lucky it. enough, like if you if your drive pushes you and you and you achieve this kind of success, I think in the back of your mind. You're always kind of paranoid and scared of losing it, cause it is so fragile, right? I mean, yeah, but the reality is, um, you don't know. Um, I guess it was um, Milton Berle and those guys, and George Burns. I had lost to B- Buster Douglas in 1990, and I was disappointed. I said, man, I really, I said, I really failed, didn't I? He said, fail. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy? You made thirty million dollars. You fail. We yeah, make the crown fail. Yeah, but you're hard on yourself, bro. I think you're it's cool yourself. with the similarities. Cause I'm a perfectionist. 
Would you agree, Mike, that there's similarities to like, you know, because us as fighters, we fight, we have a big fight, and it's kind of like our, okay, it's our, like our one hit, you know, kind of like it would be in music. Yeah. So there's a lot of parallels when it comes that. to music. more than that because I keep the attitude in my life. Yeah. The way I fight it, that's the way I live my life. Yeah. I'm reckless but totally confident and supreme. I think, I think anything competitive, is, and music is very competitive, you know, is like kind of like a all eyes on you. It's like, all right, show us, perform. You know, it's like if you guys, you know what I mean, you, you have this big fight and it's like, all right, all eyes on you, perform, go out there and deliver. That's why a lot you of know? entertainers, athletes are not um, happy people no matter how much they get yeah. because they continue to compare. Yeah. And the compare is like the, the thief of joy. But it's like, it's just definitely the thief God of joy. That's a good way of it. Man, this is, this is, this is Dalai Lama. This is Dalai Lama oh, again. Man, he's really full of game. He's really full of some game. If you're not in your bed or in your corner at the middle of the night thanking God right. for making you a god, yeah. you're a weird motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanking God for making you a god. Yeah. <clears throat> you could have been anybody else. You're just somebody's happy nut. Yeah. You know, life is so beautiful. Man, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to be anything. grateful for, no, man. Don't cost us anything. Look it's a lot to be got. grateful for, man. Look, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm sitting next to y'all. You know. You know. Yeah, no, yeah, not, you're not, not married, are you? No. You gonna get another hundred million bitches? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two point five man. million bitches. <laughs> higher number. Higher number. Go yeah, up. No, listen, don't go too high, baby. The left. Higher number. I need a higher number. No, what we got? Two point five. We had got two point. What tell us what happened, man? Two point five million bitches. Billion hits. Oh, oh, I thought you said it's bitches. Me doing, it's me. Oh, <laughs> is it that many? It is that many. It's from doing this. That's yeah. why I'm just feeling this. I'm yeah. punching on the mix and stuff. But you, man, you, you, you transcended. You know, and I think that's what that's what icons can do is transcend you know their mean? space. You, you completely transcended. Most there's of like listen. there's two or three of you in your field that have ever walked this earth. You know what I mean? That I, th- I think in in terms of cultural. Like impact, you know what I mean? Like you're a Jordan, that's you're a Tiger Woods, you're that's a, you know what I mean? You think that I don't think that I, that's not my success. My success mm-hmm. is not going to prison. Yeah, you know, yeah, not having another baby on my wife mm-hmm. or something stupid like that. Yeah, that's success for me. Yeah, but this fighting shit, that's just hard work. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. not success. Man. That's what I'm born to do. Yeah, I love it. Are you gonna fight again? Absolutely. Fucking right. Fucking right. You know, it's crazy. Okay, so, you know, in rap, <clears throat> we're starting to see, you know, because it's, it's really not that old. You know, you got people like I E-40. I remember the first song, I was locked up in juvenile detention and Rapid Delight came on. That's like yeah. 79. That's crazy. Isn't that Rapid Delight? Yeah. So, you, so, you, so you're seeing like, like, you know, like our, you know, our OGs, our legends, the Jay-Zs, the E-40s, the people that have been in it this long, the Nas, you know what I mean? Like people... Like M, like you know, what I mean, who've given us so much for so long, and and you know they're like they're up there in age, but they're still killing it. Like E40 is as sharp as he ever was. You know what I'm saying? Listen, He's, um, you know, what I mean, there's no such thing as age. It's all about. But energy, the thing man. is, it's like creativity. I don't think if you're if you're an artist, it's very hard to think about retiring because it's like, well, I just don't know what else to do. Athletes in some in some cases, like your body just tells you, you I can't do this anymore. Yeah, but you tell you know tell us I mean? a little bit about that energy, Mike, that <clears> you <throat> just mentioned. Well, that's but you, true. I mean, your body's not telling you to retire. You still, you no, still sharp. Because um, you almost broke my hand when you dapped me up. I mean, you still that, got your. No, you know I mean, Iron Mike. It's just that I want to be up more than anybody <clears> in the world wants me to be down. Yeah. 
this is this is like you say this is competition this is why happiness is hard everybody you know yeah. you're fighting these evil elements as well yeah i know you know that i got chills he's just dropping games gotta fight these elements nigga. yeah <sighs> yeah you gotta take a deep breath on that <laughs> god <laughs> damn <laughs> Why y'all always, why y'all always, oh. All right, my, you know what's he pull, out there. He pulls, he pulls them heartstrings, though. Wins you know what I love, you know what I love? Wins I love, I love, I love one of the greatest things about, like, like, achieving anything is, is, is the chance to kind of, like, you know, to either get to work with or to meet or to talk to, you know, the, the people that, you know, inspire me or are, are, are legendary and are, are goats in, in their respective spaces because there's that commonality, but when you see a goat do some goat shit, you know what I mean? You yeah. really see a legend do some legend yeah. shit. And it's not about necessarily just their sport. I, I mean it in the sense of our mind friends and how we're built and, and the way we approach life and things. You know, like, I got, to, I got to shoot my album cover yesterday with Nabil, legendary photographer. And it was crazy, like, watching a goat do goat shit. I mean, like, I'm looking back at the, at the shots, and he's, he's crazy the way he uses light. And I'm looking at him like, fuck, you're really that guy. Like, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Or like doing a song with Chris, and I'm like, you know what I mean, and sing cut vocals, and like hearing it back, and I'm like, you're really Chris, like you really do that shit, yeah, and and absolutely. So it's like getting to dance with a legend, and like they, you know what I mean, like they really do what they do, and it was like, you know, it's it's fire because I I probably struggled with this for a long time, is just feeling like, fuck, I belong too, I, I I belong at this table, you know, and that's that. That 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 fear of inadequacy or not good enough or whatever like that's driven me most of my life or, or being an outsider or misunderstood or whatever. But it's like, you know, I'm 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 coming to a place where it's like, well, no, but like, I mean, you belong here too, Gerald. Like, exactly. stand up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, you have to you have to believe that if you only this is a competitive field like this. Yeah. You know, you know, it's this is what we do. Yeah. Want to be the best in this field? We're not the best with nothing. Nah. Number two is nothing. We nothing. don't. They don't even see you. Mm-mm. Losers in our mind see number yeah. two. Yeah. We make these even, names even, up of losers. This name just mm-hmm. to inspire our ego. Even after a loss, Mike, how did how did you how, how would you view maybe like a loss? I would never take it personal, uh-huh. even though it's very difficult. I'd be very um, objective about it. And then I look at my mistakes. I'm constantly watching my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's probably the similarity, probably I imagine in uh, your guys' industry too, right? You guys sometimes mm-hmm. you guys get knocked down. Just yeah, like no, we you guys big as the what last is like, hit, man. There's this control and chaos, right? There's certain things you can control, and I, you know, what I mean, like, like I, I know that your sport is, you know, it's a, it's chess. It's a thinking man's. Sport, and you know no one I mean? ever it's, said that. Yeah. See, they think it's a tough guy sport. Yeah. They don't know a tough guy's going to talk funny at the end of the day. And this is, yeah. this is a thinking guy sport. Yeah. Now, you, you, you have a precision and a, you know, and a knowledge of it and, you know, of, of a master level, obviously. You know what I mean? Like I said, well, you're one of, like, words. three that's ever walked this earth that's as good at it. You know what I mean? And at that level of, like, brilliance, your mastery... At the end of the day, and all this, it can only control the elements you can control. The certain, th- I mean, the other guy, you know, what I mean, he's gonna do what he's, you know, what I mean. Exactly. And there's, there's, you can, you can anticipate, you know, the the, you know, the the certain aspects I would imagine of it, you know, what I mean. But at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control. As good as well, only a percentage of it you can control. That's what I mean. So it's like, fuck. I mean, I could, 
you know, I could I could do all the <clears throat> the, the the promo. I could I could have the best mix engineer mix the song. I could, you know what I mean? Like I could I could I could be in my best space writing it, you know what I mean? I could have the best producer produce it. You know what I mean? And you could do all those things you can't control. You put a song out, shit's just not a hit. <laughs> like, certain things you can't, or it doesn't, the timing don't work out, or, or you know what I mean? Certain things you can't or control. Just, or it just, or it just ain't that good, you know? Or it just ain't that good. Sometimes, <laughs> maybe no, sometimes that shit just ain't it. Listen, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Some people, yeah. like, um, like, sometimes you don't train as good as you should, and you go in there, yeah. you still knock them out. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Right. Fuck, I should have trained hard. Yeah. It's going to be, boom, five seconds. Fuck, yeah. Sometimes when you think a combination works, and next you know, what the hell, I'm on the floor. Said, what the, the hell yeah. is holding this guy? But the up? one thing you can't always do, you can you can give it your all, <clears throat> like doing the shit you can't control. It, and so that's you know, our 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 culture and work ethic, you know, with that. Mercy team Lord, well. if something can go wrong, it will. Yeah. But it's what we do after it goes wrong. Yeah. We go to Plan B, and we we stay determined and disciplined. Yeah. You know, and often what discipline, what I was taught, discipline was was doing something that you hate, but doing it like you love it. Yeah. I know you don't want to be in those studios all the time when you see when there's something else going on. Yeah. Don't want to be in that sweaty, nasty gym with the mother sweaty, nasty motherfuckers when there's, that, when there's, when there's a lot of stuff going on outside. You got to sacrifice that. Yeah, it's a higher calling. But then you see on the flip side too, Mike, that people even that work so hard sometimes don't make it. And yeah. it's same thing in his industry. It's like sometimes they have... Sometimes it's, you know, how, how much do you rely on ability? But listen, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's just the prize and the race. It's worth giving your life for. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I was never the most, like, just naturally gifted or talented or anything like that. I just worked the hardest. But, you know, like, when kids ask me, like, what advice do you have for upcoming artists or something like that? And the same thing I always say is just, like, do it for the right reasons. Do it because you love it. Like, I was lucky enough to find what I love in life. Some people don't. But, you know, people get so bent on the reward instead of the process. And it's like, if you're in this just to try to get rich or famous or make it or whatever you call that, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. But if you do it because you love it, then almost that should be enough. I mean, not to say, you know what I mean? But it's oh, like, man, do it because you love it. Go ahead. And, go and ahead, if you Mike, do something you love, that makes you happy. Let, let, let me explain you what this huh. is for, young man, Mr. Jesus. This is for <clears> immortality. This mm -hmm. is for the next thousand years, the next yeah. thousand, you know, whatever it may be. Your name is still there. Yeah. That's what all this shit about. Yeah. I'm telling you, just like we looked at the guys before us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a legacy, there's there's legacy becomes legend and all that. But it's it's like what you said, which which was so exactly similar to what DMX just said, was you know essentially what you can inspire others. I want to hear a legendary Vegas story from the Vegas years, the wildest, like craziest, like. Listen, um, you just name it. Yeah. When I was fighting the Vic, you just name it. Yeah. I was, I was listening. I'll praise the God up. I was treating like a God when I was like yeah, nineteen, nah. twenty. Yeah. Listen, I, what I was doing back then it was just—it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just Woo! stupid. Yeah. You know that's how come I know I'm a fool and God fool because yeah. I'm, I'm ridiculous. But in the wild days, I'm sure like a Tuesday afternoon is probably was, oh listen was, like, any Tuesday afternoon you could pick hours, was crazier hours. Than, than somebody's it's fucking bachelor weekend type show or party or whatever. And like, listen, I'm at sometimes when you when they when you go to um, fight there they give you these 
big houses for these yeah, training yeah. camps. You know, you stay at these big, beautiful. But mansions. you wouldn't, would you, you? You wouldn't be partying like when you're when you're training. And well, shit. that's later in yeah. life. After the yeah. yeah, that was later in life as I yeah. got older. But I was. Saying, would you party big after a win? Yeah. Yeah. See, back then, I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, um, <laughs> back then I only drank. I didn't smoke. Yeah, I only yeah, drank because yeah. it was legal. Yeah. I couldn't afford to have a dirty test. I only smoked twice. Yeah. Isn't career. it crazy how weed has changed? I remember my mom, she had to hide it from me, you know, when I was in high school and, and growing up, and I was hiding it from her. But but to the point now that, you know what I mean, like like I partnered with a company. I'm I'm building my brand, um, Flower Shop, and you know, but it's like it's it's so and it's a beautiful thing. You know how acceptable it is, and how you know. Well, like, have you have you have you had some like, Tyson Ranch? What's up, man, Mike? You know, you want to baptize him, Mike? Brother, it's it's always you're welcome, brother. Yeah, you're thank welcome. you. Whatever you want, brother, hang out with us. No, no, take one of these, yeah. brother. Sativa, yeah. uh, that's what I smoke. Is sativa. Do we have the lighter? Yes, there we go, right there, Tyson lighter. So you're in the cannabis business too, then? You said flower shop. Yeah, right. You know, I, got, I won the cannabis cup twice. Two time champ. Yeah, you're you're, you're killing it in the space. You're putting it out there. For real. I love what you're doing. See, I really wanna um in the next <laughs> kind of like, you know, phase of my life and career and obviously the entrepreneurial shit and, and launching, you know, in this space, but I really wanna act. Really? Yeah. Like I've always wanted to be in movies. I, Nothing's I love, gonna I love film as much as I Oh, love you are killing these motherfuckers. Yeah, you can tell man, man. you can tell you about the music video, you're you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can tell you how to. You can, right? Yeah, you look. You look. You look you're in. You're in the park, bro. Yeah. Oh, say no. the least. Do it, nigga. You I'm in there like swimwear, baby. Out of that man. Yeah. See, he's listen. He's out there, folks. This is a motherfucking Mac, man. <laughs> All right, I'm not going. Man, the to, Bay. I'm not going to blow your cover, but yeah. The Bay. Man, the Bay is a going. unique place, man. It's a special place. It's a, it's a place of of hustle. Pimp paradise. Baby. It's, it's pimping, but a, a lot of counterculture. You know what I'm saying? Like think about the history of the Bay from huge. I mean, Black they, Panthers. They, they started the really the revolution. Yeah, yeah. Sparked and the just really and protest culture in the Bay. The you know what I mean? From you know hippies. You know what I mean? To the hyphy movement is what I grew up on in the mid 2000s, which was you know, this, like, crazy, wild, just time, you know, era. Uh, are, are you are you fan of any, like, up-and-newcomers? Like, you know, because the industry has changed yeah. a lot. It seems like guys are just popping Man, out, like, left and right. I heard the music, but I didn't, I didn't thought he was a black nigga with braids and gold <laughs> teeth. I didn't know. Yeah. What the fuck? I thought he was the manager or somebody. Man, uh, right. yeah. I kind of look at like Elvis. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Man, but yeah, I'm releasing my album... Uh, it's it's been the longest time in between albums in between albums that I've ever had in my career and, and COVID kind of fucked that up for me you know because I'm used to just living on the road like living on the road like like fucking 200 shows a year 250 oh, shows shit. a year type shit so you know you I want to be able to release that and then go see people your audience. How, many, how big is your reading like, uh, yeah a lot of people yeah. Yeah. The biggest show I ever did, I, I uh, sold out this amphitheater in the Bay. It was 23,000 people. Yeah. And just seeing a sea of people like that, you know, it's fire. Like, it's it's just like, there's no way to explain it. Like, being on stage and, you know, you're in front of the sea of people that share this one commonality of, like, they all enjoy this music. And it's this shit that I make. And, you know, not on some, like, 
you know, need to be worshipped or looked at that way or anything, but it's just like, that gives me purpose and fulfillment of like, I wrote this song alone in the studio, I released it, and now it gets to come to life with the people who it means something to, like, in the moment, you know what I mean? It was always about the people with me. Was Eminem another big uh, influence absolutely, for you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Who, who, who's Going Mountain man. for you, bro? I mean, Eminem, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z. You got you got four. Uh, you got four. Oh, I got pick. four? Nah, got four nah, I can't I can't do the I can't do the four. I can yeah, I can you eat ten. Cause I gotta I gotta say E forty, Mac Dre, two. Some of those guys are vicious, <clears throat> you don't even uh, know who they are. <clears throat> Nas, Jadakiss. Yeah, Jadakiss is sick. Yeah. Dude. Kanye. Big L. I mean Drake, Big L, yeah. <gasps> Big L was nasty. Vicious. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ahead bad. of my time that my he parents haven't kid. met yet. He's bad kid in the streets too. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. He's a bad man. kid. It's it's so it man. It's it's you can't pick four or five because it's also so much different like yeah, criteria and yeah. I mean, because Snoop is you know like man. It's yeah. It's really hard to to narrow that down. If you had to pick five, what's your top five? Probably Little Wayne. I like nice. I like Jay Z, Kanye, and probably uh, I, I like Jada Kiss, man. Really, he's in your yeah, four. I love yeah. that. So I yeah, moved to New Orleans in 2007. Um, I went to college uh, down there, um, and I was I was a huge Lil Wayne fan at the time. This was like mixtape Wheezy going into Carter Three. He hadn't released it yet. I get to New Orleans, and it was just like you couldn't walk a block without hearing Wayne out of some car. It was like there was so much love for him everywhere in the world at that time, especially, but in his city. Yeah. That shit was so inspiring to see, man. He's a bad man. And then when Carter Three dropped, it was like, you know what I mean? He was completely out of here. Like, it was like he he launched into the superstardom level and took it to arenas. I remember and that. I remember was, that. You know what I mean? He was touring his ass off. And um, my roommate at the time, who's still my manager to this day, my roommate in college, we're each paying 275 bucks a month for our rooms in this apartment, this shitty apartment. And he interned for a festival, Voodoo Fest, in New Orleans, and Lil Wayne was headlining that year. And he randomly got assigned to their camp, and he's helping them out, you know. And I'm watching from the crowd. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just like, damn, my roommate's back there with Wayne. That's crazy. A couple months later, Wayne's going on tour, and he gets a call from the tour manager. He said, hey, you want to come on the road with us and be my assistant? And I'm like, like damn, bro, you're really about to like, go on tour. No, he, this was him. And he did it, yeah. And he was getting paid, I think, like a thousand dollars a week or something. So he instantly became our richest and coolest homie. Like he's on to Wayne, you know what I mean? Like the biggest artist in the world. And then I remember one day, I'm getting food in the cafeteria or something, and he calls me and he said, "There's this kid on the Young Money bus that I've been smoking with and kicking it with every day, and his music is crazy. You got to listen to it." And he, I was like, "Send me the link," and it was MySpace.com/slash/Drake or something like. You know, and him Drake, and Drake, Drake had a bond, and yeah. they've worked together ever since too. You know, yeah, just beginning. like that, man. I remember yeah. when they was like, when I went, I hung out with them on tour one time. He never said a word. He used to be so quiet. Who's mm-hmm. that, little Wayne? Or? Yeah, he said, "What's up, Big Mike?" And that's all. Wayne. Yeah, so, so, so eventually, quiet. fast yeah. forward, like you know, it wasn't until like six years, seven years after that, and I'm I'm pop, like I'm getting my shit going on my own now. I was independently touring, like out of my other manager's girlfriend's parents' car that they lent us, you know what I mean? And we're playing in front of like 10 people, 20 people, barely getting gas money to the next city. 
I turn that into okay, we come back, and then it's a hundred people next time, and then it's five hundred people next time, and then it's a thousand, and then it's you're selling Those out two nights. Only, only hard times can lead yeah. to this. Yeah. You know. So then, so then after really I'm easy. finally getting my ball rolling, like I get asked to go on tour with Lil Wayne, and now I'm opening up, but I'm back to the bottom of the bill. I'm first to six on that tour. There's, there's a whole amphitheater of people, and it's like a you know a hundred people in by the time I go on stage, and they're walking around trying to find their seats. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think Wayne even knew I was on that tour. I, like, I would never see That's him. He's like a enigma. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's on his bus working all day. He would walk from his bus to stage and then go back to his bus and get back to work. Man, so many things to be grateful for, right, guys? Yeah. Just to wake up. How many people didn't wake up this morning? How many people not going to finish tonight? Yeah. yeah. Could be one of us. You never know. But while we're here, we have to enjoy And how many people don't get to talk to Mike Tyson? That's well, crazy. listen, man. It's about you too, brother. Yeah. You make these people that's not aware of me aware of me. Yeah, that's what's up, man. See, next time I'm gonna make this big enough where you could perform here. Oh uh, yeah. I'm gonna have a band could perform here. I'm gonna have a band here. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome for the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Like at the end of a, you know, what I'm saying at the end of like a late night TV, they always got a performer and shit. Big time. Uh, SNL type shit, yeah. No, it's like yeah, SNL, but like the Playboy yeah. Mansion. Nah, but think about that. Like that, that'll be like the. Highly coveted, sought after, like damn! If you get to perform on Mike Tyson's well, show, that's, exactly. You know what I mean? That'd be like see, my the partners highest them, bar. They don't see the vision. We got the vision. He got the vision. See, he's gonna be bigger than this music stuff because he got the vision. Yeah, of course, on, man. man. We were just with uh, me and Michael with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yesterday. Oh, that was so oh, awesome! Man. Oh man, damn, he's the icon. Man. I can't. It was really gotcha. awesome. That's crazy. Time, man. We know that you're gonna be there someday, man. Yeah, just, man. The get Terminator. Us some, just get us some front row tickets for us. Come on, man. man. Come <laughs> on, man. This love is bulletproof, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, Who yeah. comes to your concert? A lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. You, do they write to the city? Love you. So they write. Yeah. Pictures. They they throw bras on stage, and then there will be notes written in the bras and phone numbers and shit, man. There's one time. Like the biggest bra I'd ever seen, man. <laughs> and on one side it was one name and phone number, and on the other side it must have been her homegirls. <laughs> like, man, it was That's funny. What's up, man? Yeah. Love the man, love, love in the air. Like like you, uh, like you solo, man? You like? Yeah, yeah. Gotta be yeah, solo, yeah, man. Yeah, Who, yeah, who's gonna hold this down? They can't have a nervous breakdown. No, I'm power. Don't do that to her, man. Why you want to do that to her? I'm just asking, Mike. Love, too, love man. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I fuck with love. Love can be war too, man. That's love what is it a, is. It's hard work. Can you man. survive it? Work. Can you survive love? It's a form of war. It's yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of war, man. Right, that's your war partner. Yeah. That's your war partner. What do you think, Mike? Love, love. Is love a war partner? Yeah, it can. You can ride you to the highest, highest points of the world. And passion, motion, intellect. And mm -hmm. it can crush you to the deepest bottom of the can, ocean. Can love manipulate yeah. you? No, we manip we want it to. It doesn't do it. We allow it to. You're made out of love. You can't help it. It's how much you let in. Love is even in war. You know why? In war we have love because the love knowing that you got my back and know that he mm -hmm. has his, you have his back, and it's all from love. Partnerships, even, yeah. even, even that brutal. Exactly. Yeah. Love is what we're made out of. Everything's love. You mean that thing? This, this is this is Gandhi. This is the Dalai Lama. This is <laughs> like, no, I mean, this is what I found out from some experiences. His, 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 love. His, his energy is just so bad. That's, nah, so, that's just what I said. Don't cross the line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, yeah. Oh, that's it. She's out there. 
Mike's, Mike's making a comeback, right, Mike? Love September? I've never been nowhere. I'm just I'm doing nice things for nice people. Mm-hmm. And in the process, Mike, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're blessing a lot of people, man. Holy, you know, yeah. like you in Holyfield, you guys are... You know, you I'm, just, fr- I'm just you know. grateful I'm able to do something. Imagine all that shit I've been through, all that bullshit, and I'm still doing this shit. This shit for about 300 million right. bucks. What the fuck is going on with me? Man, 300 <laughs> M. What's going man, on with me, huh? That's man. I come from, listen, I came from being a cokehead, having fucking um, ODs and everything, and next thing I did the toe, look at me, I'm a fucking man, entrepreneur. I what the it, fuck man, happened? Shouts out that toe. Look at me and shit. What the fuck? G-Easy, man. man. Well, it's been an honor, about. man, to yeah. man. I, I can man. see the I can see the next Arnold right here over here. Come on, man. My, you know, going yeah. into a legend's house. Yeah. Man. Any last words? It's a privilege for me. It's all about the power of belief, man. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the world stronger than confidence. Confidence breeds success, and success breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, confidence applied appropriately yeah. to supersede a genius. There's yeah. nothing more powerful than confidence. The game is just next level. You and E40 are, are the two wisest, most game-given individuals. No, no that's real have, talk, have man. Pleasure of getting across. Power, that's that. Through. That's that other part Thank of the world, you. the consciousness of God, that in the belief. Yeah. He tests you to see if you really believe. Yeah. So you never get discouraged. Yeah. Real talk. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. For real. Much love. Love, man. Yeah. yeah. No problem, Take us out, baby Henry. <laughs> That's it, man. We enjoyed having G Easy here. I am your co-host, Triple C. And I'm Mike Tyson with the man G Easy. In the place of bees. <laughs> the best who ever did it and got away with it. Yeah. We out. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damian Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanima. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. 